This is HeartWise, offering practical tips and time-proven guidelines to make your life healthier, happier, and more fulfilling. Today you'll learn simple Bible-based principles for building and maintaining optimum mental and physical health, all while deepening your relationship with your Creator. I'm your HeartWise host, Charles Mills. Our guest today doesn't hold any punches when it comes to sharing what he knows about healthy living and especially healthy eating. I guess you could say he wrote the book on the subject of health and food. His Eat to Live book has sold around the world, and I often hear people pointing to it as their launching pad to a much better and healthier life. Well, he has done it again, and this time he has centered the crosshairs on a favorite of millions of people, fast food. The title of his new book says it all. It's called Fast Food Genocide. <laughs> Yikes. Dr. Joel Furman, welcome back to HeartWise. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Okay, comparing your first book, Eat to Live, and this latest release, Fast Food Genocide, I'm seeing a theme running between them. You seem to be making a case that our actual lives are on the line when we make food choices. Dr. Furman, is it really that serious an issue? And if it is, why? First of all, I think a lot of people are becoming more aware mm-hmm. that they don't have to have heart attacks and strokes and get demented, and that nutritional excellence can prevent cancer, and right now we can win the war on cancer across the modern world mm-hmm. with nutritional science, not with drugs, not with surgical techniques, not with modern medicine, but with nutrition. And if cancer, dementia, heart disease are predominantly nutritionally-related diseases that we can wipe out and save millions of tragic, needless deaths and needless people suffering in nursing homes after strokes. Now, what people don't realize is that one in five Americans are now mentally ill Mm. with serious depression, anxiety, serious psychological disorders, which was one in 100 Americans 100 years ago. And just like with high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease being, these mental illnesses are predominantly caused by processed foods and lack of nutrients in the brains and leading to crime and violence and drug abuse. They don't see the relationship between fast foods, processed foods, and sweets. They don't see that damaging brain cells, losing intelligence, reducing the ability to be happy and achieve the American dream, taking vulnerable populations across the country and taking and sapping from them, stripping their rights to achieve their natural intelligence, creativity, and succeed in life, and increasing their propensity for drug abuse and and making them sickly, and icing on the cake, Mm -hmm. is that people don't see that when they damage their own bodies with processed foods and fast foods, they're damaging their genes that our future generations inherit. And now we have an explosion of autism, learning disabilities, attention disorders, childhood cancers, autoimmune conditions, brain tumors. The leading cause of death in children today is acute blastocytic leukemia. It's a blood cancer, and that's primarily caused by what the mother ate before she conceived the baby in her life, before she got pregnant. Consumption of luncheon meats, barbecue, fast foods, and these frankenfoods damaged her eggs that she passed on to future generations, and these effects can be magnified in generations to come. There's so much here that people need to learn about. They need to learn about the negatives, yes, but they also need to learn about the positives and how the right type of food unleashes the control of our health destiny. We can live longer and protected from disease without fear. So nutrition is so critically important, and I'm advocating 
in schools that should be reading, writing, arithmetic, and nutritional science. People need to be educated in this information and on a mission that all Americans really understand these concepts so we can save so many lives. You know, Dr. Furman, as you're even saying that, I can almost hear some people in my audience or some people out there in, in the big bad world saying, well, Dr. Furman, this bad food tastes so good. I don't want to give it up. It's important to me. And I'm sure you have had patients who have left your office shaking their heads from side to side saying, that's too much for me. What message do you want to give to people who say, I can't give up my bad food. It is so wonderful. It is so good. It has so many memories attached to it. How are you asking me to give up something that's so meaningful to me? Well, look, I mean, I'm not. I think if people want to smoke cigarettes or snort cocaine or be drug addicts the rest of their life, they can do so. Yeah. And that's really pleasurable for a lot of people. And people would rather smoke cigarettes and take 10 years off their life. But let's look at an overweight diabetic in a food desert, uh -huh. like the center of Chicago or Oakland or Detroit, and let's see how many years of life they're losing from that attitude. And the scientists determined that an overweight diabetic, and don't forget, we have an explosion of overweight diabetics in these areas, right. encompassing maybe a third of the population now, loses 45 years of potential life from eating so much oh. fast food. Oh. And one serving of fast food, right, one serving of fast food french fries a week, just one serving a week, is linked to a 25% increased risk of breast cancer. So here's what I'm saying, is that I'm all for humans doing whatever they feel like doing. And that's good. But like we have that warning pack on a cigarettes that says, you know, it could be dangerous to your health. Right. I think we all accept the fact that cigarettes are dangerous. Now, I'm not taking away people's free will to do anything they want. However... I want people to have be properly informed. I want them to be educated. Mm -hmm. If they're educated as to how dangerous cigarettes are and the risks of snorting cocaine, then, or whatever they want to do, that's okay. They can do those things if they know the risk. If they're intelligent, they're educated, and they've been informed. Right. And number two, the other problem with these things like snorting cocaine and smoking cigarettes is they're addicting. And once people get into them, it's hard to quit. And the problem with frankenfoods and these fast foods is they become addicting. And once the addictions take over the mind, it's very hard for people to get off the alcohol and the cigarettes and the fast food. And fast foods, they weaken the brain, and they make you less intelligent over time, mm -hmm. and they weaken your resolve and ability to get off them, like other addictions do, as they destroy your life and destroy the future of your family and the future of your career and your happiness. Mm -hmm. They make you depressed. They make you mentally ill. They make you demented, and you don't just get demented at age 75 because 20 years before you actually are declared officially demented, you have lower intelligence and thinking skills and memory. Mm -hmm. So you ruin your ability to do well in your career, and they make you unhappy. Yeah. And when you're a food addict, and you've said, oh, I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. I don't care if I die younger. I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. That's your addiction talking. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, you're not happier getting more pleasure out of life. You're getting less pleasure out of life. And food doesn't taste better. The more sweets and salts and fried foods and heavily flavored foods you eat, it deadens the taste buds. You lose your smell, you age faster, you lose your taste. And when you learn the healthy recipes, how to cook healthily and get good nutrition, you actually enjoy food more and you intellectually and psychologically enjoy what you're eating better as well, knowing you're doing something that's good for you and you're not living in fear. So any way you look at it, those are just rationalizations based on ignorance and addiction and that people who adopt healthier lifestyles, when they're quizzed or when we do studies on them, they find that they enjoy their present diet as much as their old diet that was killing them. And that takes time to occur because it takes time for the taste buds to retrain and get stronger because people generally like what they get used to eating. Right. And it takes time, obviously, people learn recipes and get into the program and be informed. But so 
you know, I'm saying no to cancer, no to heart disease and strokes, I'm, but I couldn't imagine enjoying food and the recipes more than I do. It's, you know, I've eaten both ways. Yes. And I can't say that you have a loss of pleasure in life. You actually have an increase in pleasure in eating, not a decrease. So it, it's another myth, I think, that, that addicts use to rationalize their behaviors. That, oh, I would just, I'll just rather die younger and continue to smoke. I'll just rather die younger and eat what I want to eat. Because they're an addict, and it's so hard for them to change. And change is so anxiety-provoking. And they can't imagine that they can probably do this. And they don't want to fail another time, fail on their quest to lose weight or stop eating the chips or whatever it is they're doing. So these are very complicated questions and complicated issues, but here's what I'm saying is it's worth it. It's worth it. The benefits are so profound. It does take some time to learn this and for your taste buds to adapt, but the rewards are just incredible. Dr. Joel Furman is our guest today. He has a book out, Fast Food Genocide, and we're talking to him about that book on today's program. He has been on this show many times before. His book, Eat to Live, is a bestseller around the world, and this man is on a mission to try to get people to wake up to the fact that we're killing ourselves, literally, we're killing ourselves in our food choices, and we're also killing our minds, and he makes sure that that is very clear in this new book, that our minds are part of our bodies and you look around the world listener and you have to say that there's something wrong with the minds of the people in this world right now we'll take a short break and when we come back dr Furman, i want to present to you a person that lives in a food desert a person who i see every day when i go downtown to my shopping town here i go down to the food store in berkeley springs west virginia this person doesn't have the opportunities that we all have, and I want to know what you have to say about helping this person find the truth and follow up on it. And we'll learn more about that from Dr. Joel Furman on our return, so everybody stay right where you are. I'm Dr. James Markham with your Biblical Prescription for Life. Did you know that God has created plants and many of our plants not only prevent but also treat disease? Our Biblical Prescription for Life is 2 Kings 20 verse 17. And Isaiah said, take a lump of fig and they laid it on the boil and he recovered. Fig was used as a treatment. Did you know that figs have iron which can help with anemia? calcium, which can help with osteoporosis, potassium, which can help lower your blood pressure. Figs also can be used as a laxative because it has cellulose. The milky sap helps with tumors and warts. The leaf can help with eczema and psoriasis. Yes, the fig has many medicinal purposes. So think about figs. How might a fig help improve your health? For more information, go to our website, heartwiseministries.org. Before we get back to our guest, I want to extend to you an open invitation to visit the HeartWise Ministries website. Why? Because I believe that's where you'll find many of the answers you seek as you strive to improve your physical, mental, and spiritual health. Begin with Dr. James Markham's blog, Insights into the Very Latest Developments Within the Ever-Changing World of Health and Well-Being. Then submit a question to the Ask the Doctor section. Your query will be answered by physicians who practice medicine every day. Need a little more information? 
Watch the Heart of Health live television episodes or listen to these radio programs. Check out the HeartWise Healthy Eats link where you'll find restaurants that offer healthy choices. And finally, don't forget to leave your prayer requests. The HeartWise staff will join you in placing your needs before God, the ultimate physician. All that and more are waiting for you at heartwiseministries.org. That's heartwiseministries.org. Stop by today. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. Our guest today is Dr. Joel Furman. He is the author of the new book, Fast Food Genocide. He's also the author of Eat to Live. He is a practicing physician who sees patients every day, and he helps people learn the truth about what we're putting in our bodies, and his books reflect that truth. Dr. Furman, you have made a good case that all this fast food and all this processed food is not good for us. What about that person that I see when I go downtown here in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, which is pretty close to a food desert, except for a few good places that are doing good things, especially with the SNAP program. This person listens to this program and says, I want to do what Dr. Furman says. I want to follow what the book says. But he doesn't have the money. He doesn't have access to this food. What do you say to that person? How do you help him? Well, I don't know. Charles, I mean, I'm not sure what access he has. I know that in, in my area where we live, we do have farmers delivering produce to areas where people can pick up food. I know that in New York City, they have a whole program where they have vendors on street corners accepting food stamps. Produce carts are going around in areas in New York City. I know that Dr. Bloomberg had a lot to do with that. I know that there are very much advocacy groups and local groups trying to get fresh vegetables to people who will need them in poor areas. I'm not sure of the availability of what can be done in those areas, but this is what I do know here is that I'm advocating that vegetables are very essential to the nature of our brain, vegetables, nuts, beans, these things, and the big bowl of vegetable bean soup can be made not too expensively, and, right. and there's a lot of ways we can get, and in the book even I give ways that that people can group together yes. and go to farmer's markets yes. and go to even the distributions where food comes in to go to restaurants and supermarkets. They can go to different markets where they can buy food in wholesale and they can split it among families. But of course, I'm saying this is something that's hard to solve on your own to one person. It's a, you know, we've come to this from years of years of how our society now has developed with food inequality and food distribution problems and how fast food has become so cheap and ubiquitously available yes. and the foods that protect our brain like you know like green vegetables and beans and nuts are hard to get so i think that we have to start with teachers with politicians with celebrities with athletes with local do-gooders with forming community groups among ourselves so how we're going to work together how these people can fight for their own lives too so it's it's all based on awareness and we're doing a lot of things in various parts of the country that's working. We're doing a program in Detroit where people are really enthused about this. Yes. And they're, growing on, they're growing their own gardens. They're growing gardens on rooftops. And they're growing some indoor areas. They're growing gardens under LED lighting now. There's some funding available and, and there's nonprofits available trying to help these people. My book, Fast Food Genocide, leads to an overwhelming awareness of what's going on. And with that awareness, and I, and I think it's almost like an encyclopedia or a textbook of the problem here. Right. And then it's up to other people to help me and to join in and to see if they can take this information and work together in the local communities to improve things. 
Uh, and not that things aren't improving. They yes, are improving. Yes. We just got to all work together to improve it even more. And I think that as Americans, our society is, and our, something about us as Americans are founded on this concept of equal opportunity for all and sharing in the American dream of bringing us all up together and like of having a, people having economic and emotional security and being in a peaceful and beautiful country where we can achieve a good life for us all. I'm working on this and I want people to join me and see if we could all work together to make a real equal opportunity available for everybody and stop causing intellectual and psychological and emotional problems so people can't achieve the American dream because they're not given food. Right. They're not given the right food for their brains to develop normally. They're not given the right food so they can have the opportunity in life. And I think this is so important that we understand and, and learn about how food affects our intelligence, our ability to succeed in life, and our happiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that your example is great, but I think there's a way we all can help this person yes. Yes. and all can help people like that person together. Because when I spoke in Detroit a few months ago, I got like a cheering standing ovation. Mm-hmm from people who, they see the damage occurring around, they see the obesity, the diabetes, the leg amputations, the early life strokes, the prostate and breast cancer, they see the explosion of disease, they see the the tremendous burden put on our societies, not from violence and crime, but the tremendous burden put on our societies from food and from sickness and disease, and it's all related to the crime and the violence. So what I'm saying is that, yeah, we've got to give the person the tools to get better, but we have to all work together in our society to solve these issues that are so pressing in our society right now. Oh, what a beautiful answer from Dr. Joel Furman, the author of Fast Food Genocide here. It begins with us, ladies and gentlemen. It begins with us. You know, when we're on the airplane and they do the, uh, they do the thing where if, if we lose pressure, uh, the masks will fall down. The first thing we do is put the mask on ourselves. We want to make sure that we are alive so that we can help other people. And I like that idea as far as foods are concerned. And Dr. Joel Furman backs it up in his book, Fast Food Genocide, that if we begin to bring health into our own lives, we will be more capable of bringing health into other people's lives. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. It's like, it's almost like it seems crazy, but I'm giving people superpowers. Yes. yes. You know, we don't need superpowers to, to fight off aliens from another planet to fly through the air to shoot x-ray visions to shoot beams of, you know, heat out of our eyes. Yes. I'm giving people the superpowers of healing. People who don't have to be sick anymore, not to suffer with diabetic leg amputations and going blind and having strokes, that food is our best medicine. I'm giving people the superpowers so they can take care of their own bodies and their own lives and then be, be more willing and more, get more joy from helping other people. And the superpowers to help your communities and help your family and help your loved ones. The superpowers of, of kindness and love to reach out. When I go to speak in these communities, you know, I ask them, how many people have been shot by a gun or, or been stabbed by a knife? And, and, and one or two people raise their hand. And I say, okay, well, raise your hand if you have somebody in your house who's had a stroke or a, or a cancer or a heart attack. Or the, you know, and everybody raises oh, their hand. I yes. said, get out of that neighborhood. Yes. You've got to get out of that neighborhood that's killing people. We've yes. got to change the neighborhood that's killing people. So it's the food that's killing almost everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the point here. And that we've got we've to fix things together and recognize what's going on here.
Okay, we have about four minutes left on the program here, and I am enjoying this conversation very much with Dr. Joel Furman, his book, Fast Food Genocide. Dr. Furman, let's have you go into all of our houses right now. You have access to everyone's house in this country. What would you do just in the first 10 minutes of being there that you believe would bring a lot of healing to the lives of the people who live there? What would you do and how would you do it? And how would you replace the things you take away? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go into the food police and take all the maple syrup and the sweeteners and the sugars and the salts and and all these fake foods. I'm going to dump in a big construction bag and take it out of the house and replace it with, obviously, fresh fruits and dried figs and dates and sunflower seeds and almonds and pistachio nuts. And I'm going to give the people beans so they can cook, you know, soup recipes so they can make vegetable beans and soups and how they can take really any kind of vegetable they can grow or they can find that's raw. They can put a great sauce or a great salad dressing on it. I'm going to show them how to just soak some vegetables in a pot with a quarter cup of water and walk it for five minutes and throw in a Thai peanut curry sauce or yeah. something. We're showing them how to make incredible sauces to put over vegetables to make it taste unbelievable, incredible. And I'm going to show them how to make great ice cream. Who doesn't want to have apple pie a la mode sure. or vanilla ice cream on top? And here's my great ice cream. I'm just going to leave with this ice cream recipe where you just take two frozen bananas, a teaspoon of real vanilla bean powder, ground vanilla bean, with a handful of walnuts or macadamia nuts, a small handful. You blend that in the blender together. You can put a little almond milk or something, a little water. Incredible ice cream made from just frozen bananas and macadamia nuts and some real vanilla bean powder. Ooh, does that taste great. Maybe you stew up some apples over this with some nutmeg and cinnamon. Let's put some flaxseed and walnuts or maybe some currants or raisins in there with some cinnamon and a little pinch of nutmeg. And you put a nice spoonful of that vanilla ice cream right on top of that. You have a great taste of dessert. I'm going to show people that healthy food can taste really, really good instead of committing suicide, the junk that's in those plastic bags at the convenience store. Mm, 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 mm. As a matter of fact, this new book, Fast Food Genocide, has a whole bunch of recipes in there that you can start using right away that are absolutely delicious. I'm looking at them right now, as a matter of fact, and they have really cool names, some of them, and they, they revolve around a different way of thinking about food. They revolve around a way of thinking about food as medicine, food as health building, not destroying. And I tell you what, listener, if you enjoy food, if you like food, when you eat this way, you can eat a lot of food because you have to, because these are not calorie-dense food. These are nutrition-dense food. And Dr. Furman shows you how to do that, and he has for many, many years. Dr. Furman, give that web address where people can come and learn more about you and about what you have to say to us. Thanks so much. And of course, it's drfurman.com. It's D-R-F-U-H-R-M-A-N.com. All right. Very good. And I know that his wife is involved with this. His daughter is involved with this. She's wonderful. And she has done many good things for people's health as well. That's all. The Furman family is there for you, listener. And I want you to go to drfurman.com and start your journey out of that genocide into that salvation of really good, nutritious, wonderful food that will build health instead of destroy it. Dr. Furman, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for your words of wisdom and guidance. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Joel Furman inviting you to remain heart-wise. Goodbye, everyone.
Thank you for joining us today on HeartWise. If you'd like more information on how to build and maintain optimum physical, mental, and spiritual health, log on to heartwiseministries.org. HeartWise is a listener-supported program, and your partnership with us would be greatly appreciated. Once again, our web address is heartwiseministries.org. Ministries.org.